0: Exploring the Word of God together allows us to share in the joy that comes from discovering the words of hope and salvation which overflow from our Bibles. Upper Room Media presents to you this educational, enlightening and entertaining Bible study. Prepare to be transformed. All right. In the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. We finished with John chapter eight, verse fifty-one last week. So we'll start from fifty-two, and uh, we'll definitely conclude the chapter, and then um, hopefully move on quickly from there. All right. So we'll read from fifty-two to the end of the chapter. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon, and Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and you say, If anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead, and the prophets, who are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It's my father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you, but I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then a Jew said to him, You're not yet 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to throw him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Okay, so there's a lot there in this very last section. Uh, Of course, uh, they're still interrogating him, right? And um, it it gets pretty rough because like this is the, the, the climax of this whole debate or this whole controversy, okay? And so they ask him, are you greater than our father Abraham who's dead and the prophets who are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? Okay? Now, of course, there's a misconception here, right? Are the prophets dead? Is Abraham dead Are the prophets dead? Yes and no. (laughs) Right? Physically, yes. Right? But we always say there's no death for your servants but a... We pray this in the litany of the departed. A, a departure, right? Right? So, of course, they're physically absent, right? But they they understood that the the soul is eternal, right? And only the Sadducees rejected this concept, okay? And so, it's important to keep that in mind because there's a, a misconception here. Nogin says... If anyone has kept his word, the prophets certainly have. So if we can claim anyone to have been obedient to the word of God, it was the the prophets, right? Therefore, just as the Jews' statement, now we know that you have a demon, is false, so also their statement, Abraham is dead, and the prophets as well, right? And so, uh, aside from that, I mean, that's not really the, the focus here, but that Obedience to the word of God, obedience to the commandment, gives life. That's where we concluded last week, right? that the result of our obedience, when we adhere to the word of God, we find eternal life.? Right? Not just the happiness or not just a little reward, but we have the greatest reward, which is eternal life, right? And so his response. Is that like he's basically not inventing this like he's telling them that I'm not promoting myself right like I don't honor myself this isn't a self-promotion right and so he says these are the words of my father right it's who who honors me it's my father right it's my father who honors me so he's exposing how they differ from his father Right. And it's like day and night because his father honors him and they're dishonoring him. Right. It's not that they're idle or it's not that they're neutral. Like they are slandering him. Right. Calling him a Samaritan, saying that he has a demon. You know, just a bunch of slander. Okay, So, of course, it's it's his father who honors him. Because he is one with the Father. Okay, he doesn't say that, like, I believe in the Father. It's not like a matter of faith. But this is his nature. He says, I know him. Right? I know him. Because he is one with the Father. And notice the difference. Because Christ doesn't believe in the Father in the same way that we are called to believe in God. Right? Because that's a matter of faith. Okay? Christ, the Son of God, knows the Father by nature. That's his relationship with the Father. Okay? And so that's because they are one. Okay? He says, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It's my Father who honors me, of whom you say that He's your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. I know him. Not I believe in him. It's not like I have to take a leap of faith. Like I know him because I am one with him. Okay. Any comments or questions about that? Okay. So this is where it gets a little bit more interesting. Okay. So if I say I don't know him, I shall be a liar like you. But I do know him and I keep his word. Okay. Not much to say there. Then he says... Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. What's that all about? When did Abraham see his day? And this shouldn't be new to some of you because we spoke about this before. But like he's not saying Abraham saw an event or a moment. He saw my day. Like there's a specific day. Exactly, right? An event whenever he went up to the mountain to worship, and what was his intention? To offer Isaac, to offer his son. Right? And so, how is that the Lord's day? How is that the Lord's day? I mean, that's a big title. (laughs) It's not just like a good day. It's the Lord's day. (laughs) Right? Close. When do we pray the Psalm 118 verse 24? This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the psalm for one of the 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 main psalm and gospel readings of of a very big day in the church yeah close come on exactly okay so we pray this verse in the feast of resurrection this is the psalm that we pray in that service okay that this is the day that the lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it the resurrection is the lord's day right that is when christ defeats death by his death and rises from the grave okay rises from the tomb and so how did abraham see the resurrection did he see Christ rise from the dead after three days? I mean, not exactly, but he saw that foreshadowed in his sacrifice of Isaac. Right? Because Isaac is a type of Christ. Right? And then we pray this in Covenant Thursday Fraction, right? Just as Isaac took the firewood up to the mountain, Christ took the wood of the cross to Golgotha. Right? And so just as Isaac surrendered himself, he didn't fight his hundred-year-old father, which he could have easily fought and like run away if he wanted to. He just surrendered and so just as he did that, Christ also laid his life down by his own will. Right? And so Abraham's intentions were to slaughter Isaac. He was basically as good as dead. He had a knife in his hand and (laughs) he was going for it. Like, Abraham wasn't pretending, right? And that was the command, right? Offer your son. But what happened? The one who was supposed to be dead defeats death, right? He's preserved from death. And that's what the resurrection is all about. Conquering death, right? So this is what Abraham saw Abraham saw the resurrection of Christ foreshadowed in this event. That's the day of salvation Right, that's the day of victory right and some theologians even speculate so far as to say that Abraham did actually sacrifice Isaac and he was restored back to life but in any case, I mean, that's irrelevant. The, the, the whole objective is to recognize the resurrection in th- this whole event. Okay? So, he tells them that before Abraham was, I am. Right? Not, I was, even though that would be the more grammatically correct way of putting it. But before Abraham was, I am. What's that all about? So this should be quick, because all of you know this. It's always present. Okay, always present, but think in a more transcendent way. Think about the nature of God. Exactly, right? So it's not that you know, there was a time that I existed. But I transcend all time. I exist. I am who I am. And this is exactly what God told Moses, right? We always go back to that conversation. Where he says, who are you? What do I tell Pharaoh? And then, you know, it's not like I can give you a name. I, I, I transcend all names. I, I just, I am who I am. <laughs> right? The ego emi oon. Right? I am the being. Okay? And so, that's what says here uh, and that's not a trivial matter that, that's a big deal it's big enough to warrant like a pretty aggressive response by them right because it's not like th- they're ready to think about a few more names to insult him with right w- what are their intentions after this they're trying to kill him why? Exactly. He's claiming to be God. So, this is obvious throughout the the Gospel of John several times. But This is one of the most obvious scenarios where it's very clear that Christ is not beating around the bush. Before Abraham was, I am. And no one would even dare to write that down whenever they were transcribing the scriptures. So, For him to say that is blasphemous, right? And so that's why they wanted to stone him, okay? Any comments or questions? So just one final comment before we move on as we conclude this chapter. Notice how he left, right? They try to stone him, and then he's like, okay, it's time to go. How does he actually leave? Okay, so let's say there's a mob that walks into this church and they're coming after me like they they have an agenda to kill Father Joseph. Okay, (laughs) of course everybody's gonna, you know, fight for me, right? But anyway, there's a couple of doors here, right? There's one here and here. There's one in the front. If they're coming from that direction, what's the logical way to go to try to escape from this mob? (laughs) Yeah, in the opposite direction, right? What happens here? He passed through them, so w- w- when when Christ is confronted he doesn 't take the easy way out he 's not just trying to escape like a coward, right he confronts the, the worst of the worst, even death itself right and, and I think you can like draw a parallel between his reference to Abraham and how he went through this evil, malicious crowd. Right? And so he confronted death. He passed through death and conquered death by his resurrection. Okay? So I think that's encouraging for us. Just always follow in the footsteps of Christ. Confront whatever comes your way And have no fear. So long as he's with you, you can walk through the worst enemy or the worst suffering or the worst tribulation. You can pass through it. Okay? Any comments or questions as we conclude there? All right. Glory be to God forever. Amen.